Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Happy Saturday, everybody. I'm here with Mandy and Tommy, two of my favorite people in the world. My name is JJ, and I'm so happy you guys are here. Tommy, I want to tell you, first of all, I did this two weeks ago with Mandy, and it was super, super fun. But I opened, this is special for you, I opened with a line from the De La Soul song, a roller skating jam called Saturday, and Mm -hmm. it was terrible. 
only because nobody got it, first of all. Did anyone know? And I blew through it. Like, because it, it was literally my intro, you know, Sure. Andy's got the little, like, Irish brogue thing and everything. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to do this thing that I like about Saturday. And it was just, you know, it was like a quick line and I just went through it. And then I listened to it and I wasn't happy with it. But oh. I probably should have saved it for this episode because you might have known I think what I, was I, about. I know that song. It's a great song. Saturday, it's a, song. It's a Saturday. Saturday, right. it's, yeah. But okay. instead, you opted for this as your opening? Well, I, I'm, it's like, a, it's a true confessions, right? It's like, a, here I am, this is what I've done wrong, um, and, and I wish you would have been here to help me through it last time, Tommy, but, you know, whatever. Got it. Why don't <laughs> we, why don't we, can we re-record that episode instead of doing this episode? Um, yep. Maybe. <laughs> I would right. like to, can I do a do-over? That sounds great. <laughs> this is our Mulligan episode of Sat Matt, everyone. Uh, no, it's great, and uh, happy to be here. It looks like we have a ton of news to start off. So much so that, you know, everyone from the Next Real Omniverse was dropping news articles for us to talk about. And I actually didn't add any because there was so much going on. Um, there's been a lot of upvoting and all this stuff. The first one that uh, both of you guys said you wanted to talk about a little bit is this uh, details about Pixar's new movie. What, uh, what interests you guys about that? I like Pixar, but I don't know anything about it because I don't read the articles ahead of time. I want someone to present them to me. Hey! I'm, I'm the audience surrogate. It's, See? It's a coming-of-age tale set in the Italian uh, Riviera. Okay. Who oh. reads the articles? Good well, work. See, now, and remember, Mandy, two weeks ago, I was like, you know, sometimes I don't think people do all the links. Remember when I said mm-hmm. that? And then there was all this stuff? Well, now we have evidence. Now we know. Now, I was hammered last time, JJ. And not this time? <laughs> I don't know what's different. We're going to anyway. try it this way. Great. So wait, uh, coming of age story, Italian Riviera. What's, what's the story? It says it's called Luca? Luca. Okay. I don't, I mean, it was this, it was a short article. Right. But it's a coming of age story in the Italian Riviera. It's supposed to be beautiful and heartwarming and... Directed is this the by one where he's a, secretly a sea monster, or am yes, I getting two things that, confused? That is totally right. And I know there okay. is a lot of sea monster news out there right now, so I totally get where you would be confused by that. But um, no, this is directed <laughs> by, and I don't know this person, but Enrico Casarosa? Oh, Ricky. No, yeah, no. Uh, but he grew up in the Italian Riviera, he says in the article, yes. which I think is actually kind of cool. And, yeah. um, you know, Pixar. So, I mean, I, you, Tommy, you say you like Pixar. What's the thing that uh, gets you excited about uh, Pixar movies coming up? I love crying at a children's movie. Like, for instance, <laughs> I have only watched like the first seven minutes of Up. Um, it's hysterical. Uh, I've only watched the Bing Bong s- sequence in Inside Out. Inside Out. That's no, not true. <laughs> that's true. Can we saw I, that together. Can I insert? Yes, uh, of course. So Tommy said, my son was like four when Inside Out came out. And Tommy said, if you guys are going to go see it, I'd love to see it. So we all Perfect. go. My son lost his mind with tears. He was sobbing. And at one point he screamed out, it's just too, too sad. sad. <laughs> Your son said that? Yes. Oh, that's adorable. It yeah. Amazing. It is yeah. sad, but that's the point. I mean, what a great takeaway from that movie about how the importance of sadness and, and moving right. forward and all that stuff. So what is this going to be? Is this going to be the important of em- importance of embracing like myth and things that are not real under the under the water? The importance of sea monsters? Yeah. I I, I don't really have a sense of it. And <laughs> I don't either. We are past the Pixar phase in my house, so oh. I'm not I'm oh, not, I'm not like sad? a Pixar. What phase are you no. on now? Uh, like good comedies and cool. Fifty Shades of Grey. We watched Hidden Figures as a family. You, yeah, oh. I've seen that Shades. too. Yeah, 
show yeah. that one as so, well. Cool. But I just I so, just showed my kids The Martian, which is along the sort of hidden. Oh, the thing. Matt Damon Martian. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot oh. of there's a lot of uh, language in it, which mm, yep. my kids thought was hilarious at eight and ten. <laughs> right. But in general, as like kind of. Uh, you know, getting into the idea about uh, being interested in space stuff. It was kind of fun for them to look at. Yeah. And generally the science in The Martian is pretty, is, is pretty accurate is from what I've heard. Oh. So I got to kind of give that to him. Have you done Apollo 13? Yes. Really? Do it. Do it. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Casey loved it. Yeah. <gasps> what a cool idea. I definitely want to do that. Okay. Okay. So Pixar. Pixar. Not so excited, but I'm sure it'll be moving and lovely and Pixarian. So now, I, my, now I have my, to find another family to see it with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too sad. Um, no, I, uh, I. So my impression about animated films, and maybe you guys have a better sense of this, is that they usually take a long time to make. Right. Mm-hmm. That an animated film can be in production for four years or so. Is that yep. is that accurate or no? So yes. having this announcement with the director just attached, what are we learning about when this movie, when we might actually see Luna? Luca, Luca, not Luna, Luca. It's a long ways off, right? It's a long, because there's another Pixar movie ahead of it. Are you talking about Soul? Yes, I am. So Soul's done, though. Soul was supposed to come out this summer, and it was delayed. So that's why- It's not out, is it? They held it. They held it because of the virus. So my my point is that this showing up in Variety in particular, and they're just talking about attaching the director, it might be a long time before we see this movie, is my point. I would think you're right. Okay. It's saying it's expected to open on the big screen on June 18th, 2021. That's crazy. That talk. goes against everything that we're saying. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, the whole the whole entertainment industry is being shoved in different directions with what's going on here. So, yeah. that makes sense. Dishonor on your whole family. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Um well, that okay. This uh, this is me jumping ahead to the bottom, but this is the story that I wanted to talk about, which is the whole delay and now announcement that Mulan is going to come out. The live action Mulan is going to come out video on demand on Disney Plus, mm. and oh, really? it's okay. controversial. It was supposed to come out in March, supposed to come out the third week in March. Isn't there a big um, boycott going on? I don't know about that. What is that? There's that a big hear? boycott going on. Something about whitewashing. Something about oh no, it's it's protesting against the Chinese government. Interesting. I haven't um, heard that. I should, instead of just yelling things out, I should look up things. <laughs> Keep talking about what you want to talk about. Well, yeah. The, well, so the interesting thing is because a lot of people have been criticizing the whole video on demand thing and, you know, the, the whole, especially with Trolls World Tour, that was kind of the initial one that came out and it made a bucket load of money and all this stuff. Mulan is coming out in an interesting format. They're actually releasing it. For, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be twenty nine ninety nine for that initial thing, which is still cheaper what? than taking a family to the theater. Yeah, if you take your family of four to the movies, you're spending twice that. Which I still, so I get that, and they're still going to make a whole Good bunch point. of money back, but the, the key thing too is that it's going to, what I've, what I've heard is that it's going to be a setup like a digital locker. So you're actually going to, if you pay the $30, you're going to get access to it. It's not like a rental like you had with Trolls mm. World, World Tour where you had it for, for you know, what it was, 30 days or something like this. This, you basically, with your Disney Plus uh, subscription, you're going to unlock it and then it will always be available to you as long as you have your subscription. All right. Which I I just think that, cre- that creative models like that is kind of like what we need right now. I think it's fair, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do and it. And kids watch Disney movies over and over and over and over. Totally, totally. So, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, there's a lot of criticism about Disney. I, when I think about the live action ones that I've seen, 
I just watched Aladdin recently, which I just thought was really strange because it was very different than the original. Mm. Um, I saw The Jungle Book, which uh, a lot of people liked The Jungle Book one, but I found found it to be kind of scary in live action. Yeah, I would think so. I missed a lot of the- Foster's favorite film. The live action Jungle Book? Yeah, in that that's the only film that he hasn't fallen asleep during. He was wrapped, just staring at the screen. So he was obviously hearing something. Or yeah. I was actually, like, I also had made bacon or something, but he was just like <laughs> staring at the screen the whole time. And then he looked over at me and he was like, what a twist. So it's pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, I think all of Disney's movies are incredible. And I think every decision they make is perfect. They're always listening. It's Disney. Always is watching. It, it's Disney that's always watching? I thought it was Amazon. Oh, well, in my I house, think they're both Amazon. the same. Uh, right. I literally have a, 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 a listening device in every room of my house. Alexa, buy amazing. all the pants. Did it work? Right. Oh, you're on <laughs> yeah, earphones. That, Darn it. That's just Tommy planting those all over your house. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's not a surprise. But um, yeah, so I think uh, I, I, I think it's great. I actually do want to see it. I, I, don't, uh, I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Did, have you guys seen these live action movies? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast was- I thought Beauty and the Beast I was really nice. Great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Aladdin was a mixed bag. But yeah. Well, I just th- thought that the, the, the changes with the ending and stuff, it wasn't, and I mean, the original is, is so legendary. So, What are the changes <laughs> in the ending? Spoiler alert. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it because spoiler alert. Uh, the, the big, well, no, I think you can talk about it. It's been out for a while. It, the big thing is that the genie has a love interest. What? And Will Smith, as the genie, becomes uh, connected with, isn't it the with monkey? Jasmine's, no. Oh. With Jasmine's like attendant, isn't it? Like, Lady in waiting, yeah and, yeah, and he gets freed, and it's a happy ending. Oh, that's and, fun! I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, yeah, but it's just it's it it adds an element that definitely wasn't present in the cartoon. I guess at right. that point. Why do you hate love, JJ? <laughs> Let's talk about it. I'm just confused by it. I don't know that I okay. hate it. It's just the other. <laughs> that's all. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> I have a super uh, quick update about the boycott that I talked about. One of the reasons is yeah. because it's star. I'm going to get this all wrong, Lou. Y-I-F-E-I, I guess I don't get it wrong if I spell it, it has expressed support for the Hong Kong police on social media when all of the protests were happening. And that's oh, okay. maybe not the most progressive side to be on right now during all so, the protests. So. I have to admit, that news story confuses me. I haven't done enough research on the fights between China and Hong Kong. Um, and it, it always confuses me when someone sides with one side or the other, and then there's a huge... Uh, backlash from mm-hmm. either the Chinese government in the case of some of the basketball stuff, or if there's a uh, backlash from a lot of the, you know, the, the, the capitalist free market side, I think like, I just, uh, I'm, I'm a little confused by it. So I don't necessarily understand why they would, why, why anyone would protest Mulan being uh, released in this sort of vein. Got well, it. when they make a movie about all of this, We'll discuss it. That sounds good. You mean right? you mean That's about this podcast right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Will they make that movie? That'll be thrilling. About that particular conflict. Yeah. About Got the it. conflict, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Tom, uh, to move on to another story, Tom, I saw you uploaded a story about Star Wars. <laughs> I, uploaded I was shocked. It. I, I was, was too. That's why I, I didn't even look at it. I it's said funny. that with a question mark. At Can the I end tell of it? you What's why it? I uploaded it? Please. It has an enormous amount of words with like no information. There's zero information. <laughs> no, that, the uh, untitled uh, Star Wars movie that was going to be on December 16th. Yeah, try next year. And then the other untitled one is going to be like even later. And then there's another one. Yikes! So much later, and it, there's nothing in this. It says no. you know it was going to be written by the Game of Thrones guys, but they dropped out 
And there was this other guy. He dropped out. So there's just nothing. <laughs> this is just taking up internet space. There is nothing. All so, he's saying is all movies are being pushed to the end. I should be in charge of Collider. Yeah. So you upvoted a story because of how ridiculous the story was? Well, because the happy ending is all Star Wars movies aren't going to come out for a while. <laughs> I'm personally, very, that is a happy, happy ending for me. Hooray. Wow. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about those jokers coming back and hyperspacing and pew-pewing. So that's just me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I did notice that there was no, you know. Yeah, proper nouns no or, there, there. or anything that yeah. can help us in that in that particular story, but that's uh, that's 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 interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I think that you know, we coming off the Disney Plus story to this story is is a point that they can make all the content they want over there, and they can wait. They can hold things right forever uh, for theatrical releases. Now Disney has yep is they own us <laughs> and we love them. <laughs> oh God, she's still just looking around. <laughs> You Should podcast with a tinfoil hat and a tinfoil microphone cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very, exactly. Very conspiracy. Yep. Yeah. Well, my yep. Snowden cover for my camera has to be keep Ooh, re- yep. up, reapplied all the time. Yeah. Love it. Funny. Okay, and then uh, Mandy, there's another one here from you uh, about uh, is this uh, Adam McKay and Amy Adams doing a Netflix series about Walmart? Yes, not from me, but I did. Up you uploaded it. it. Great. Oh, it's from um, Tommy. So both you guys are in it. That's great. Yeah. Oh. Let's hear about it. Well, it's Tommy's article. You want to tell Come on, us? Tom. What I was interested in is, uh, you know, McKay has taken down real life people with things like Vice. He's really changed uh-huh. from being the crazy, uh, wacky, you know, Will Ferrell to also injecting real life biopics, taking on governments, taking on big business. So the idea of doing a Netflix series about Walmart seemed interesting. And then I was ex- extra excited about it is I was afraid maybe they were going to do a version of the founder, which kind of made Ray Kroc of McDonald's seem Mm -hmm. like such a visionary and a hero. And actually like part of the story that they, they did acknowledge, but buried a little bit is he just stole everything. (laughs) And the two people that came up with the entire reason the McDonald's was McDonald's didn't get any part of it, except that their name is still on the restaurant. They, instead of telling hooray with Walmart, what an American success story, they're talking about three different uh, people that are involved in fighting Walmart oh. uh, in different ways and how their stories inter. I think it's a, it's a mix of people on the Walmart side, but also one of the main leads is going to be someone that was uh, finally sort of standing up against Walmart for how poorly they treat people. Their Interesting. employees and, and stuff. Amy Adams is set to star, love and Amy she can do no wrong. Right. You love. She's the opposite of Ron Livingston to you, right? Mandy? She is the opposite of Ron Livingston. I just oh, learned re- this week that Mandy cannot hate Ron Livingston more, and that's kind of like hating skim milk. Like Ron Livingston, <laughs> he's not like a divisive person. I, I hate white bread. I don't Fair have enough. feelings about Ron Livingston, but I don't particularly like skim milk. So. Maybe that means something. I stand so corrected. we all agree. He's the worst. I do love Amy Adams, though, um, and oh. especially her Chanhassen Dinner Theater roots in outside of Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I My big Ooh. Amy Adams thing always is to say, if you saw Man of Steel, I was, I'm was i so angry at what they did to her in Man of Steel as uh, and the way that they depicted her as Lois. Um, it was really frustrating to me. Ah, I did see it, but I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't shoot her well they they, there was such a focus with the camera on yeah there was such a focus on the supers that they i I feel like they left 
Amy behind and that they kind of they made her out to be this sub character and I got it don't put Amy in a corner is all I want to say no because thank she's you oh. no and, and she can't go in the making a reference I get see we're here we're and there's no together. room in the corner because Mandy's already sent Ron Livingston there <laughs> he doesn't even deserve a corner not even a corner Mandy I you're heartless Panda Brothers oh boy oh boy all right <laughs> all right let's move on to trailers. Trailers. Uh, trailers. <laughs> now, last. That's my theme song. I've been working on it all week. <laughs> that is dynamite. <laughs> trailers. I'm not nice. sure if everyone's going to be able to connect it because it's pretty obtuse, but I like it. I, oh. well, I wanted to make sure we got a clean cut so we can make a stinger. That's really great. Um, uh, last time we did this, Mandy got in first, but this time Tommy was the early bird on this bunch. Tell us about your Quick trailer. On the draw. Tommy. Quick, I know. It's so exciting. It's, oh, wait. Uh, before oh. we jump into that, I wanted oh. to say. With the Walmart thing, where is the Walmart thing going to air? Netflix. I'm sorry. I should have said it's going to be a limited series, not a movie, a limited series on Netflix. And speaking of Netflix, how about your trailer? hey So this trailer is upsetting. Maybe I watched it (laughs) like too early in the day and I hadn't like done anything else, but I am a big fan of- What's it called, Tommy? It's called Ratchet. Okay. And if you know- the, well, the name actually Ratchet really interestingly is kind of big in pop culture right now. But what this is referring to, this is a prequel. No, not a prequel. It's a prologue or development story. What's the phrase that I'm Origin story? That's the one. It's yeah. an origin story of Nurse Ratchet from the famed- One Flew Over the meme- Cuckoo's Nest. Trailers! <laughs> <laughs> from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It sounds like we follow her through the war. We find out how she ended up and why she is like she is. It's a Ryan uh, Murphy series movie. Hmm. We'll never know. Uh, <laughs> it's official trailer. We'll never know. May I ask why you're headed to Lucia? It seems like a rather personal question. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. Didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. I didn't say you made me uncomfortable. I said the question was personal. Sorry. You should bathe more often. Your fingernails are filthy. But Ryan Murphy, I have such a love-hate, but mostly love relationship with i kind of like to give all of his stuff a try and the look is fantastic they really stretch without actually going past the mpaa it's an upsetting trailer to watch uh which is kind of interesting it looks like there's there's going to be a lot of satire there's going to be a ton of gore and really uncomfortable hospital stuff which is not for everybody but it is for me and of course it stars um his muse Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, exactly. Oh, that's Ryan Murphy's? Correct. Muse? In what way? She, she's been in all of the, uh, a ton of the uh, American Horror Stories. Oh, cool. See, and I haven't seen any of those. And she, this... played, and she was she Marsha Clark. She played Marsha Clark in the People vs. O.J. Simpson. She's nice. been, um, uh, she, they get together along well. So, yeah, I think if people want to take a look at it, I think it's worth it. Did either of you watch it? I did make a note. Note, trailer has graphic parts, because I was afraid people would get mad at me. I, d- I didn't find it too graphic. I did watch it. I think it's really interesting. I love the way it's shot. I'm super excited about all the hypercolor uh, stuff that they're doing in it. And I I am a fan of Sarah Paulson. I she got a lot of crap after um, after Glass for her, oh, her role of playing that. People, so th- th- there was a lot of negativity about her role there, oh. but I loved it and I love yeah. what she did with it. And that is kind of 
that transfers into what she's doing here with this role a little bit. I, uh, uh, I think it's, I think it's really interesting to do this, whether it's a series or whether it's a movie to do an origin story in this way. Uh, and I'm super excited. I, I would actually watch this even with all the oh. uh, potentially uh, graphic type stuff. Cause he, if, if you watch American horror story, he's definitely, he, Ryan Murphy has been pushing boundaries a lot over there on FX. And so the fact that he's now going over to Netflix, this could be <laughs> a crazy town. But I'm glad well, that you thought the, it was interesting. The, from the first frame of this trailer, it was the most Ryan Murphy-esque yeah. thing. I mean, the color came up and I was like, is this a Ryan Murphy project? Nice. It was that fast. It, yeah. it is so clearly his style. Uh, but it looks fascinating and interesting and... Oh, neat. Good. Creepy and scary and... Like really good actors and the cast I'm very is curious. Great. Oh, good. Okay. Very curious. Did they say when it be... was going to start? I didn't see that. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> I think they maybe they did. I'll do a little bit of research. September or August. I could be wrong. So it's relatively soon. That's cool. I'm I'm glad you yeah. found something like that. And, and one of the things that I'm excited about about our trailer list is that all of our trailers seem really really different. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> right there there is nothing similar about any of the three trailers that we have here the second one i i put in oh, here w- real quick i'm sorry oh, yeah. just because um it's coming out on september 18th 2020 it is a limited series thank you and will be on netflix so that's correct cool. um the, the movie that i put up in here was kajillionaire yeah after this person and clear now there's a camera there there and there. Cash. Nope, in any order. This is not a cheap tie. Most people want to be cajillionaires. That's the dream. That's how they get you hooked. Hooked on sugar, hooked on caffeine. Ha ha ha, cry, cry, cry. Me, I prefer to just skip. So do I. So I, I didn't know anything about it. Tommy, it sounds like you maybe knew something about it. No, I just really like the trailer, and I, I like. I've only seen two movies by Miranda July, but I'm a fan. I, Can what you I, tell me what her previous stuff is? Yeah, uh, everyone but me and you, ugh, why do people ask me things? Because <laughs> <laughs> every that's, everyone that's you know, but me and you and works. me is that how it goes? Miranda, <laughs> uh, wow, uh, she's got a bunch here. Me and um, you and everyone we know, I'm a really cool. big fan of. She wrote um, it's very indie stuff, but she's a little bit of an auteur. She's she's a little bit kind of like the um, person that's Brit Marling, a yeah. little bit. She's oh, got okay. she's like kind Brit of got Marling. her own style. You kind of know when you start watching. Kind of like you looked at this and said, "Is this a Ryan Murphy project?" Miranda yeah. July projects that she directs sort of have a certain kind of feeling, kind of like how okay. Wes Anderson I, does. Sorry. I like gotcha. that. And I, when I saw this trailer, I was immediately immediately moved by the amount of art that was infused to tell the story in the trailer which got mm-hmm. me super excited about this i i super love evan rachel wood as well um and so and i feel like she looks like she's doing something that's very different than very than different. is she's done in the past and that's what i think is is going to be really interesting i think the trailer is interesting in the way it takes you through too because you get this sense of uh that it's going to be one kind of movie and then it shifts into something else about potentially a coming of age story, right? This whole thing. We talked about two weeks ago on this show, how I watched Parasite and I wasn't super excited about it because it was fraudsters trying not to get caught. This movie of course is about fraudsters too, but it's, it's for a different end. And that's why I think I'm interested about it because the art that's here is kind of the same. It's the same effort 
in terms of art that you see see in a movie like Parasite, but it's it, but the goal of telling the story is different than the, the the goal of telling the Parasite story. So I'm excited to see this one, Mandy. What do you think? Oh, I'm I can't wait. Nice. I'll be first in line. Um, the uh, Richard <laughs> Jenkins, you don't get better. Nice. Yes. Uh, and uh, it looked very twisted and quirky. And Evan Rachel Wood is, you know, I kept like going, is that her? No. Right. That, is that her? Her vocal choice, so fascinating, reminiscent to me of Tilda Swinton yeah. in, in Orlando. And I, I just think it looks really different. Yeah. Everything we so see these days, we're like, I've seen that before. That looks like this. That, And this was like, wow, what is this? So. I'm excited. I am interested. <laughs> I'm keeping definitely an open mind, but I do have a little bit of the, like when I saw the trailer for, um, what's the Green Mile? Nope. The Green Book? No, just yeah. Green Book? Green Book. Thank I you. was like, oh no, is Viggo Mortensen going to sound like that the entire time? Spoiler alert, he does. He's a real palooka. In this, whenever <laughs> she would talk, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's going to steal too much focus. But I know that you're more attuned to voice stuff. And choices, Mandy. So, I I just can't wait to see what's behind it. Right. right. And right. if there's nothing behind it, then I'm like, oh, that's an actor making a self indulgent choice. So everybody says, wow, her voice was so different. Right. But if there's something behind it, well, and you I'm, said Tilda Swinton, it made me think of Lily Sobieski. So I mean, that's uh, an interesting thing that <laughs> I was wondering the whole time, looking at her too, going like, is that Evan Rachel? Like I didn't get it until right. we got to the end. So that was good. Very cool. Um, it comes yes. out supposedly <laughs> September 18th uh, of this year. But as everything with movies, who knows? Really? Mm, yes. If We're it's gonna going to be busy on September 18th, guys. I guess. That's what everybody says. Because everything's getting pushed back to that next movie <laughs> that everything's coming and out. And there's like three new Star Wars movies coming out then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they say. But they don't have titles or names or writers or directors. Nope. Uh, okay. Third trailer in the list. Mandy, you bring us the Ugh. movie about... Stunt women. Love this. It's it's a doc. It's called Stunt Women. I love the it. The Untold Hollywood Story. It is from director April Wright. And from the moment it started, I had chills. <laughs> it's I've I haven't seen this. Uh, it's these women explaining what got them into stunt work, how they accomplished their stunt work, perhaps how overlooked their work is mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Um narrated and produced by Michelle Rodriguez and it just looks exciting and badass yeah yeah I wanted to be respected and I didn't want to be respected for a girl action If I didn't have amazing stunt women, my movies just wouldn't work. It was Matrix 2, doubling Trinity. When they say rolling and action, you just do superhuman things. This is bigger than just, oh, she's the right size, the wig fits her head. Back in the very, very beginning, women were doing these amazing stunts. They fought so hard for us to get here that now we don't have that luxury of not being able to do something. Debbie does most of my driving in Fast and Furious. I thought you do action movies and you get to have all the fun, and then I realized, no, Debbie has all the fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I actually got emotional watching it, especially when they had the two sisters talking about um, the car crash and one of them watching the other sister and going, that's my sister, and doing that. like So excited, they, not like, yeah. oh, no, that's my sister. Yeah, yeah right. like so right. excited about the fact that they were, that they're doing it. And just, it, it's, a, it, it's amazing. 
what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just yeah. shocking stuff. Uh, and it's uh, available on digital platforms, is Yay. what it says here, September 22nd. Cool. So once we're done with Ratchet from the 18th, we can <laughs> tune into this. Yeah. I think I know it's on Amazon. I saw it like on an Amazon teaser package. So that's a good choice. That was completely not on my list at all. Or shamefully, not a topic that I was like, how come this hasn't been made? But as soon mm-hmm. as it started, I was like, oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's like, because <laughs> especially the stunts within the documentary trailer get more and more. I know that stunt. I know that stunt. I know that stunt. Instead of like, there's a pie in the face. Right. Well, and yeah. that's the thing. It, Hollywood does such a good job of it that we only notice that the stunt people are in it when it's done poorly. And it's not yeah. done poorly too often. And so many of the scenes they show, because they introduce here in the trailer, they introduce us to some of the stunt women. I'm sure there's going to be so many more in the doc. But they introduce us to them. And because you haven't seen them before, you would have, they were standing in for people. But when mm-hmm. they, but after you've met them, and then they show the scene from Kill Bill, with, which is the fight in the living room, and you're like, oh, wait a second. Right. That's not Uma Thurman. That is, that is the stunt woman that I just saw. And I think that's so. That that was a really cool way for to to watch this and go. Oh yes, these people are are so important. It's really important you, to yeah. see. Them. You accidentally, even subconsciously, just give the real stars credit, and we'll continue to do so yeah. now that facial rec- facial replacement is becoming so much better and better and better that it really looks like Trinity on that motorcycle, which is shot because usually before we had facial change, it would have been shot from behind, right? And this, a lot of it is shot from straight on, and yeah, so it's cool. The one that I always go back to when I talk about those, when I think about those things is Blue Crush. Oh, <laughs> and, boy. And the surfing scenes in Blue Crush. Yeah, they replace they... what's-her-names. It does uh, not look good at all. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It looks like some yeah. like science fiction creature coming through the waves. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Blue Crush, y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, those, I think those are all great trailers, and uh, and I, again, the thing that I was m- most excited about was how different each of those things are. Yeah. And yeah. supposedly, they're all going to be available to see in September, which is really exciting too, because I hadn't heard of either of your two movies or mine, for that matter. So, kind of cool that we can go see that. Hooray! Okay, the next segment is what we save for games. And we've done some games. talk. Games. <laughs> right. And we've done some talk about Did you, this. Why didn't you pause, JJ? You knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe we should do games. Games. That was a very clean cut. I like it. So um, we... I think we're spending uh, too much money on these, on these things. <laughs> they just sound too good. That's right. <laughs> we need good. more Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we like to do, what Mandy and I like to do, and we're going to rope Tommy into this at this point too, is we like to recast... Some of our favorite uh, entertainment pieces from the past. And last time we were on together, I made a mistake of asking Mandy to recast something that she already expertly had done in the past. So now we're going to do something that's a little bit, just a tiny bit more spontaneous because one of my favorite movies is available on Amazon Prime and was actually out of print for a while and all this stuff. But um, it was one that I watched for multitudes of times back when HBO came out in the 80s, uh, which is Clue the Movie. And you stole that from me in the uh, movies that happened in 24 hours. Right. We had Clue on our list oh. and you stole See? it from me. Right. Connective so this is tissue. an emotional topic for me. I love to it. To talk about I Clue love it. when you stole it. So I was a little nervous, Tommy, because I know Mandy and I can can do this. Like we can get into this. So how do you feel about Clue, 
the movie and talking I about it today. have not seen it in a long time. Okay. I, what do you remember about it? I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. That's right. That's go. right. I remember Dude. it starting with a, a runner about dog poop on a shoe, which That's even true. as a child, I was like, hard pass. But then <laughs> I remember much later because I... Well, no, there's no reason to bring her into it. Yeah, um, we, we've, I've worked, uh, and a company, a production company that I work with, worked with Colleen Camp. Oh, nice. Uh, and so the, you always think about yeah. her then and now. Um, Colleen so, Camp is one of my bonus recasts, potentially, but not oh. one of the main ones. So we, we may get into that. We might not. Depends how well we do with the main group. Sophia here. Vergara, moving on. Oh, that's I good. Like that I'm going to be so bad at this. Why? What? Because I said John Goodman. I don't know how to do this. (laughs) I'm going to be, I've never tried to recast because I know Mandy, you probably brought it up last time. Like when the pandemic hit and we had more time, you started doing this as like a hobby over Facebook with friends. I've never done it. So I'm not really good at it. All right. I have one or two ideas. Let's do this. One of us. And you're going (laughs) to like it. One of us. Okay. Okay. So I love, let's just go with Sofia Vergara. I think that is creative and insightful because Yvette has the French accent and you're not sticking in that vein. You're going with, you know, who's a current actress that has the accent and has the sex appeal. I I think that's fantastic. So I'm not even going to challenge you on it. That's better than mine. You're welcome. Good, good, sir. You're You're so good. Okay. So let's start from the top which is probably one of the most difficult characters to replace because he's so special, which is Wadsworth, played by Tim Curry. And I think it's like a seminal role for him. Right. So who is your Wadsworth? Going along with... um, It's me? Oh my God, (laughs) You mean to guess. Um, Well, JJ turned away, so I was calling on you. Yeah, I picked just because... Butler and I've been rewatching the series on Amazon Prime. Uh, Sherlock, I picked Bender Batch Cumberdick. Oh. What is it, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, he just seems like he's been born to play. He's never. That's the one Britishy kind of thing he hasn't done. So I was thinking maybe, <laughs> and he has the gravitas, and he's a you know Wadsworth ends up sort of solving the crime. Right. Or a- absolutely solving the crime, and so he would maybe he already has chops doing that. He can do the turn. Yeah. What do you think, Mandy? I have a bold pitch. I, I'm happy with my pitch, too, so I want to hear yours. Mine is Don Cheadle. Whoa. Okay. We know he does a British accent beautifully. From of the Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven? Movies? Uh-huh. And he, and he is hilarious. He's fantastic. Right. And I think he could be physically funny, and it's unexpected, and that's my pitch. Uh, is he imposing enough? Because that character See, has a lot of power. Okay, so this is the interesting short. thing, Tommy. When you said Benedict Cumberbatch, I was thinking he was too imposing. So I actually uh, like Cheadle in it more because it's more of the judo of being able to do both. Interesting. Like it's starting as one thing. But I will say, so the person that I thought, and and I don't know if this is right, but the person that I would think that is, again, n- nowhere near as creative as what you guys are saying, would be John Oliver. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That's really so, fun. Because, and I'm thinking about John Oliver from Community, right? And like going into this thing and like That's really kind thing. of being submissive, but then also taking his real sort of arrogance and taking it to the next level, where I, I think Don Cheadle is a fantastic and innovative pick. I think the it would be a natural thing for John Oliver to fall in there. So I'm satisfied with any of our answers, really. I like, and I remember when I was watching Hotel Rwanda, and I was like, you know, Don Cheadle would make a fantastic. <laughs> 
Okay, go ahead. Wadsworth, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't know that we need to settle on one of those because I think we've chosen who we've chosen for different reasons, which I think yep. is really cool too. Let's let the people choose. I think that's great. Let's let get the America. people choose. This Hit is America. Yes. Yep. Okay, how about Mrs. Peacock? The bumbling, I'm a senator's wife. Um, oh, right. I see, have, I, I, I can do lines. This will work. Please do. What? I have yeah, one okay. for that. Oh, you do? Well, s- jump in. I don't. Just looking I at that so. face, I was kind of, not that they look anything alike, but just being able to sort of pull it off. I don't know. I'm going back to Ryan Murphy. Apparently, all I want to talk about is Ryan Murphy. I'm going back to one of his other muses, Jessica Lang. Oh, uh, she's yeah. accent crazy, and she can sort of handle bumbling while also being very scary. She can do all sorts of stuff. So I thought maybe that'd be a thing. Not bad. What do you have, Mandy? Not bad. Not Mine good. is totally different. Okay. And hear me out. Is it out. Don Cheadle again? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-man uh, show. I, for some reason, when she was eating the monkey brains, I was like, Deborah Messing. And Deborah Messing, I think, is very funny. Sure. And then they did this Will and Grace episode, this um, ode to I Love Lucy. Did anybody see it? No, I haven't. It's really worth a watch. And they each got to play each of the characters on I Love Lucy. And Deborah Messing, with those powerhouse performers of Sean Hayes and Mullally, she stole the show. She was hilarious as nice. like Fred. And she just, it was fantastic. Wow. She was great. So... I, and like crazy enough, you think of Eileen Brennan as like an older lady, but in this movie, she was maybe in her fifties, and I think Deborah Messing is probably in her fifties. And and one thing I would say about Jessica Lange, who I just found out is also born in Minnesota, um, is <gasps> she's seventy one, which I think would make it difficult for her to pull off that role. I don't know. I mean, There's I don't want to be ageist here. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like the Deborah Messing pull for this role Thank much you. better in this particular selection. And can I don't have score? an option. So I'm really happy about it. I, you know, I'm not a competitive person. So you can keep <laughs> score, kidding, but I'm not going to care. Okay. The next one that I have on the list is Mrs. White, played by Madeline Kahn. This, when you oh. go down this list, flames burn at the sides of my face. On the sides of my face. Yes. Okay. That's her. And she does the singing part when they're trying to let she sings to, uh, for he's a jolly good fellow as you know the, the killer's leaving in one of the endings. So the problem with so many of these actors is that they are so them, right? That I mm-hmm. think that to really do this, like I think Mandy's approach is really good here because to really do this, you kind of have to step out of who yeah. they are when they embody the character and Switch bring something up. new. Yeah. So yeah. so with Miss, Mrs. White. Um, the we think is uh, she's inferred to be this sort of uh, Black Widow type character. Who did you imagine could do the role that Madeline Kahn made uh, famous in Clue? If it's a Black Widow, because I didn't remember which character that was, but if it's a Black Widow, I would maybe posit Aubrey Plaza. Because mm. she di- oh okay, Mandy's well, face it, does not care for it. Yeah, Aubrey <laughs> Plaza is very flat. Very mellow, right? And Madeline Kahn is very up, oh. and her voice is very sing-songy, and she's a very animated character. Yes, that's and a Aubrey good point. Plaza to me is like always stone. Oh, Madeline Kahn okay. from Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're always coming and going and going and coming. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza, that was a terrible. Oh. Guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what about Maya Rudolph, who is a singer? Yes, mm-hmm. very funny. I love very, that. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. 
I oh, like Justin's that. Justin's looking off to the heavens again. See, it happens. I have I have <laughs> the answers written on my ceiling. It works. I know. Well, you're just looking at, you're looking at all your clue posters that wallpaper your ceiling. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, does she look like that? No. Um, okay. So yeah. That's so really that's good. great. Let's do Maya Rudolph there. So how about then skipping to uh, to to a man here for a moment? Let's do Professor Plum. This is Christopher Lloyd, mm. and he plays kind of a philanderer bumbling kind of person who is a little bit more thinks more of himself than he uh, demonstrates when on screen is what I would describe as Professor Plum. Correct me if I'm using like has a big ego kind of a thing. Has an ego, but also then totally messes everything up. Will uh, Arnett. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think Done. that's great. Really? Yes. You oh, know. I was going to say Dax Shepard. No. Oh, not well. Will Arnett. should be good. Okay, don't yell at me, JJ. I may have, he is I, a person I, who I, can I, speak English and play the role. <laughs> I may have looked to the ceiling with your Dax Shepard, but Will Arnett's pretty great he's, for that. He's great. Okay, Done. cool. Awesome. That's oh, wow. really oh, He's going to be so psyched, you guys. Willis? Will Arnett is going to be so happy. <laughs> that he's, he's such a super fan of TNR. That we just cast him yeah. so fast. <laughs> okay, next one on the list is Mr. Green. And this is the guy who's, I'm going to go home and make love to my wife. He's oh, the, the, Michael the, McKeon. Right, Michael McKeon. He's the, um, the, the, the CIA agent in, uh, in, in disguise or undercover um, and plays an idiot basically throughout the movie until he you know, becomes the savior at the end. Um, or, and pretends well, to be, he pretends to be homosexual the whole time, right? right. Correct. And that's one of the quote unquote, right. funny says, reveals. I'm right. going to go it's home and right. make love to my wife. Right. Mandy, you say, it sounds like you have something. Joel yep. McHale. Hmm. <gasps> Tom, so fun. Tommy and I have had debates about Joel McHale because my perception of Joel McHale is different than other people's perception of Joel McHale. I think for the um, for the for the masquerade, the homosexual masquerade that he does in there, I think Joel McHale would be perfect for that. The person that I was thinking for was was a little bit. My thing about Joel McHale is I think he has too much of a big presence, mm. and I would actually pull someone like Matt Damon. Matt that Damon can, that can super he plays against type in a lot of stuff. That's a good yeah. point. I just rewatched Deadpool too, and he plays like a big schlub for like three seconds in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my only worry about Joel McHale, which I'm a big fan of. Is it's hard for me to believe him as bumbling because mm. he's just so. Is cool Professor guy. Green bumbling? You said he was kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Green, yeah, he he plays inept. He plays incapable throughout the film Ooh, on purpose. Yeah, that would work though. Because that's that same does kind that of a little bit too. that Will Arnett confidence, confidence yep. first, but that's covering up. So I like both of them. So I say Do you we have anybody? Don Cheadle. What? No, I did not have <laughs> anyone for this one. This one was too hard. Okay, let's move on to the next one then. The next one I have listed is Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard is Martin Mull. And he's, of course, you know, from the military complex and kind of gruff throughout the film. Um he, I, you know, I guess there's there's sexual tension with all the characters in it, so maybe I don't need to r- make issue of any one particular uh, relationship that's hinted at throughout the film. But um, uh, this is kind of the heavy, gruff, coming from the military kind of idea in Colonel Mustard. Do you have any ideas for him? Dwayne Johnson. Whoa. <laughs> really? I know, it's different. Oh, you're Don Julian. Yeah. Okay, wait. Oh, because of the military, really leaning into the military, military style. and he, yeah, he's always posturing and. So you oh. say Dwayne Johnson, I immediately think John Cena. Oh, and so John like compared really to wants that, to get into, uh-huh. but I don't. I mean, I like The Rock better than I like John Cena. However, um, hmm, 
but the military thing, yeah, those are good. Why? Why? What made you think Dwayne Johnson right away? What was the uh, What was the thing that brought that in for you? You said something. Well, first of all, the the his purported sexual energy or something. You said something <laughs> about that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I picture Jane John, uh, Dwayne Johnson in Jumanji. I love and it. he's funny, yeah. You know, and it, Very like much his, so. I'm Bravestone. I'm Bravestone. Like all, I don't know. Yeah, I love this has Jumanji. Been, I think Mandy does Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. No, I Thank um you. I loved both Jumanji movies, and I I actually like Dwayne Johnson quite a bit. I think he's solid in everything mm-hmm. that he's done that I've seen. So, um, I think. And it's I'm always trying to diversify. I'm always trying to not just cast like, oh, this guy looks like the guy who did it before in terms of. Type right. and skin color and everything. I That's really smart. That's really smart. And I think I, I, that that the fact that you're expanding the the thought process about it, I think, is much better than <laughs> I'm probably getting tripped up by some pretty rudimentary things of like, but he doesn't look like him. Right. <laughs> um, Tommy, did you you didn't have any Colonel Mustard action? Uh, <laughs> I think I was doing the exact opposite. I think of what Colonel was, Mustard action has got to be the name of my. Have first you guys album. seen the next season of Colonel Mustard action? It's also <laughs> by Ryan Murphy, and it's weird. Um, no, I was just because I think they kind of look alike. The only thing that popped in my head was um, who, who's the lead on Reno Nine One One? Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon. But I think it's maybe sure. just because they both have mustaches. It's not that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he'd be a better Wadsworth. You, I, I see that. that too. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the last one I have from the main cast is Miss Scarlet, Leslie Ann Warren. Um, I love that role. I love. I think. I think that awakened in me a lot of different things as a, a oh, child. My oh my! Um, but Let's yeah. talk about them uh, in the, alphabetical order. <laughs> the things. Yeah, all the, the things, things have weakened awakened in JJ. Yes. yes. Start with all B. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, camouflaged sheets. No, okay, anyway. Um, uh, so who could potentially play that role today? Is that weird that I can't think Scarlet. of anybody? Do you have somebody, JJ? I don't. Uh, it has to be... Um, let's see. If it's going to be Miss Scarlet, and she's got to be... Related to Sofia Vergara in some way, right? That's Renee the Russo? secret. Oh, it is. Oh, I don't remember that. Man, I'm not yeah, related. No. They're not. No, they're not but related. that's. But the, so every the interesting thing about Clue the movie is that every of the main every person of the main cast has a has a some hidden, hidden connection, connection to any of the satellite characters, mm-hmm. and hers is Yvette because she employed her once at one point as an escort. Is that mm-hmm. what I gathered from the film? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So who could be this person? Um, how about somebody like I'm now I'm trying to do what you do, Mandy, and say somebody like Zoe Saldana. Is she funny? Um, she's funny as a straight man, right? I mean, in Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, you don't really like superhero movies. She's, I mean, Uh, yeah, she as Gamora, she plays the straight man role Mm -hmm. multiple times in related to all these other crazy people. And I think that that's kind of what Miss Scarlet does too, right? But I've never seen Zoe Saldana necessarily play a seductress, though. So I don't know. Zoe exactly Saldana how. is a concept to me. I don't know that I've ever seen her act in anything. Are you you seriously? You don't? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think I have. Oh, gotcha. I don't she's, think so. She's like one of my favorites. I like her quite a bit. Oh. Um, let's see. Um, I'm not sure who else I would pick for that. Tommy, do you have any ideas on who might be a uh, Scarlet DC a, madam? A sex pot in her 40s or 50s, right? right? A yes, sex that's... pot in her 40s or 50s? Me? No, let's see. Sex <laughs> Kim Cattrall. That's great. That's perfect. 
That's fun. Yes. And she is funny. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I love that idea. I love it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, now, so we already did a vet, which is great. I mean, knocked her out, out of the park right at the beginning. Um, the only other one that I had is kind of like a potential bonus was the Mr. Body character. The guy who shows right. up and like shows, and he's just like, ah, wah, wah, like just like bullying right. a China oh. shop. Like, is absolutely. Conrad Baines available? Conrad no. Who's that? Who's Con- uh, Conrad Mr. Baines. Drummond. Different strokes. I'm just going different <laughs> Who's the guy that used to I'm go? I'm glad I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Punky. <laughs> who was that? Oh, oh, Punky on Punky Brewster. Who was that? Punky's dad. <laughs> okay, I want Punky's dad. Mr. Belvedere? No. Um. <laughs> oh, you so, know who uh, might be funny in a role like that that's small, but the whole thing's kind of about him and he can weird and make it his own? Would be um, Bill Murray. Oh, that'd be interesting. Bill, Bill Murray, Murray would do just a great because, job with that role. Yeah, because Bill Murray seems to favor like these little roles in littler movies right now. Mm-hmm. That might be mm-hmm. fun because he could really put his own stamp on it and everyone would be like, okay. And I was so gonna, is Wes Anderson directing the remake? Because that's the <laughs> only way we're going to get Bill Murray. Wouldn't that be amazing though? A Wes Anderson version of Clue? No, I um, I was going maybe a little bit lower, younger with um, with someone who I think does the same kind of things or would be willing to do the same kind of things. And I was going to say maybe Jake Gyllenhaal, because Jake Gyllenhaal can play that kind of like nightcrawler, like he's kind of a bad guy, not necessarily a good guy Mm -hmm. kind of thing here. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Well, because Ryan Reynolds is behind the remake. Who, if you had to cast (laughs) of Clue, yeah, he's. I thought. I thought that's the reason that we were doing this. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Murphy? Reynolds. No, I'm not making a joke. Ryan Reynolds, oh, the actor, really? is behind. He's a producer, executive producer, on a future coming up remake of Clue. Had Whoa. no idea. And Had but no everything idea. has been stopped because of the pandemic. But I don't <sighs> think it's I don't know if they I don't think they've mm. cast it yet. But I thought that was kind of one of the reasons we were doing this. <laughs> if he wanted no. to be in it, he would be Mr. Body. Oh, he'd be great. Mr. Only Black. because sure, he'd yeah. want to get in and out because he's sort of like the, you know, yeah. the, the executive the producer of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really I hope what I just said is true. Yeah, me too. Maybe you should uh, do some quick research on the internet and find out if that is true. <laughs> All right. No, nope. uh, yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds. No, it is. Okay, great. Uh, clue, and it's going to be directed by the director of The Muppets. The latest, <laughs> the Muppet. Does this does this sound like a fever dream? I've had? <laughs> yes, I actually thought that's why I said because we've had so many jokes, we've had so many callbacks to Ryan Murphy. I thought right. you had just messed up. Reynolds I just messed Murphy up there. my thing. But yeah, no, Max Orion's uh, maximum effort is producing it. Love it. I love it. Now, I will say that this is a little, that clue is a little bit precious from my childhood. And I'd be really concerned that they would try to change something that I wouldn't be happy with. But I like pretty much, I like a lot of the things Ryan Reynolds does. I did not write a strongly worded letter in advance of this thing. You think that'll help? Get out in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he'll listen to me, right? Just do an open letter on this episode. Go ahead. I'll start with you. Hey, Mr. Reynolds, it's me. You know, JJ. Go ahead. Take it back. Yeah, I loved you in Pikachu, Pokemon Detective. Um, so, um, okay. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, let's move on to our list picks now. Yes. The list was a little bit funky this week Tough. because... Our poll got shut down a bit early, so there weren't a ton of votes 
in either way. It was just a mistake, just honest mistake. It's, you know, not a big deal. But the one that we came up with, and the reason why we're, well, the one that we came up with that won the poll was Christmas Crime. And the reason why we're doing it is because this week on the main show, they're talking about Friday After Next, which I hadn't seen. I'd only, I've seen Friday. I had not seen Next Friday or Friday After Next. I'm surprised that Friday After Next is a movie about Christmas Crime crime. But it makes for an interesting list topic for us here. And so um, the, the thing that I found interesting about this list is that there are so many options that are really sort of straightforward options that most people kind of know because everybody yeah, sees I them, right? Tough, oh, you I did? Was like, well, because I'm choose, like, I'm going to come up with the same three as these right, guys. And right. then so I, I made a list of like 15. Perfect. What? And, yeah. Yeah, so I made a huge list so that because I feel like everything's going to get stolen. But Tommy, since you have some anxiety about this, it's nice because you get to go first. What? So what's your first okay. Christmas crime movie? My oh well, then if I'm going first, then I'm going to steal one of the most obvious ones, right? Is go that the way to do it? Go for it. Yep. I want to cross it off my list. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it an action movie? Is it a Christmas action movie? Die Hard. Very good. Starring Very good. Bruce Willis. Yes. I think other than Love Actually, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie of all time. And has more crime. Yes, a little. <laughs> more crime, but less porn. Right. Uh, so that was this, this was one of those that uh, Mandy was talking about. Obviously, I think I just wrote in Die Hand. Uh, Die Hard. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Ooh, one of my favorite movies of all time. That's not accurate, but it's, it's always been one of my favorite movies, which is great. One of my favorite things about living in L.A. when I lived there with you guys was um, going to Century City and seeing the big Fox Tower and going, that's Nakatomi Plaza right? all the time. Mm-hmm. That's right. um, my dad had worked for the uh, for a supercomputer company back when Die Hard was made, and they actually engineered the big explosion at the top of Nakatomi Plaza. And I just oh. always feel like that's like a cool thing to hold on yeah. to. So. I remember being so excited growing up in Boulder, Colorado, that the second one, Die Hard 2, Electric Boogaloo, uh-huh. took place Stapleton. at Stapleton Airport. And that yeah. was such a cool thing because I was a child and didn't have much else to live for. All right, who's next? <laughs> I'm next. And the one that I'm going to pick, I don't think is completely obvious, but it's totally exactly what it is. And it's a Ben Affleck movie from the year 2000. <laughs> games. Reindeer Games. Yes. Uh, where they all get together and they rob a casino. I've never um, seen that movie. I just assumed I it was... I thought I watched it with you. I, I remember watching so. it in uh, in our friend Nikki and Chris's apartment back in Beverly oh, really? Glen. Way back when. Because that's the year 2000. We were all there. Uh, it's not a great movie, but it's totally like the whole... like It's it's like a smoke and aces, right? It's like a whole just kind of fun... Scratches crime. a lot of itches, sure. Yeah, it's kind of a fun little movie. And uh, that's why, I mean, it's definitely on the nose for this topic, but it's not one that everyone would think of right away. So, Mandy... Now wait, how what do steals steal? work? Like because I had Die Hard on my list. Okay, so you can't Tommy, use it. You just can't use it. it. Tommy that's stole it, it from me. Or Correct. No? We'd, yes, we'd, he did. The only people Tommy's who care about steals are Pete and Andy. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> okay. just. You always come up with more than three in case. Someone but they're always takes watching, you. like Disney, right? Exactly. Oh my god, yeah. Andy? I've never yeah. seen them together. So, um, okay. Well, in that they case, I'm shocked. City. I get to say this. Home Alone. See. The ultimate Christmas crime movie. I thought for sure I wouldn't get to say it. No, and that's so when the when the topic came up, I was like, "Wait, is the topic actually Home Alone?" Like, I mean, it is such a Christmas crime movie. Like, that's literally what the synopsis is: is there's a crime at Christmas? They're flying somewhere. I don't remember the last time I've seen that movie. The his whole family is flying somewhere on Christmas. Yes, they go to Mm -hmm. Paris for Christmas. Who goes to Paris for Christmas with a huge family? That's the point. That's why. That's why they get. That's why the house gets. 
ransacked. I'll tell you who goes to Paris on Christmas. White people. Yes. White people. A whole big family full of white people. Oh, wow. I guess I never put that together. And they leave behind poor Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Tommy, uh, what's your number two? Ooh, what's my number two? Let's go a little bit deeper in the pile. I'm going to say one of my other favorite movies of all time. Oh, here. We'll make it a game. (laughs) A a game within a game. It stars. Tell me when you have it. Val Kilmer. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang. Oh, jeez Louise. Someone hates Batman's Returns. You're exactly right. It is. Oh, no, he wasn't in Batman Returns. Yes. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. I think I it's very. It's a very easy to forget that that movie takes place in Christmas because it's all in California. Right. But Shane Black puts a ton of his movies in Christmas. Yeah, um, it's his and thing. the very the cold open is Robert Downey Jr. If you remember, breaking into a toy store trying to steal a certain toy, and that's why he runs. That's why he runs into the audition, gets cast, goes to L.A., and that's where the whole thing starts. So good. Pick. I forget me everything about that movie, but I remember loving it. Yeah. I forget everything. Oh, that's how so I feel. So I forget smart. everything about it too, but I know I love it. Well, it's like, super I can't dense. Rank it. Like the the. Mystery is really dense as like an old Raymond Chandler kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. The dialogue mm-hmm. is completely whip smart. It's, I think one of the reasons that it's easy to forget is it's, it's almost hard to hold on to because there's so much to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Okay, that must be it. My <laughs> second one, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I should go with ones that you guys aren't going to go with or ones uh, that I think people are going to go with. Because I have some kind of alternative ones on here that I could stretch. But I think that m- maybe for the sake of that we're only going to have nine of these, I'll do ones that are very straightforward. So I will do How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, oh right. That's crime. That, that never it. even occurred to me. <laughs> well played, JJ. You win. The word, the word stole is in, is the, in title, the title. And that would never have occurred to me. <laughs> really? That's amazing. I didn't think of it. It could have been... Grinch crime crime Christmas and I never would have figured it out. That's amazing. <laughs> that is very funny. Okay, Mandy, what's your number two? Well, I'm shocked I get to say it. The ref. Right. I don't know. My, oh, the ref. It's yes. actually like a perhaps a top ten of all time movie. You love that movie. I love yes. that movie. And Tommy, you like it too. I forget about that movie, but it is a great movie to be in there. I, we Mandy forgets, I think, but we were working on a different project, and I asked her, "What's that Dennis Leary movie called?" And she said, "The Ref." And I was like, "That's right. I promise I won't use it. This isn't a joke. The reason yeah. I didn't use the Ref is because I took it off my own plate because Mandy knew it before I did. So yeah, nice. good work. She gets it. Cool, Tommy. Last pick. Ooh, Christmas last pick. Crime. This is a big one. It's between two. Uh, Mandy, pick one or two. Two. Uh, JJ, pick one or two. <laughs> Please don't Three. pick one. <laughs> yeah, two. It's a good point. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> Gremlins. Good pick. <laughs> That's yeah. on my list too. What crime is there in Gremlins? Oh, they murder. <laughs> People are dying all over the place. Murder is a crime, even if it's by little green things. They oh. also destroy a department store. That's what I always think of. Is That's that they true. Oh. The and I guess and they ruin a microwave. Ugh, am I and, right? And, and maybe you would say that that <laughs> animals committing crime is not the same as people committing oh. crime. Maybe they're not governed by laws, but I don't think... Oh, I didn't think about that. That's true. ...on this darn show. All so right, I then think, I'll, do you want me to switch it to... No, then my, no, my, no. Yeah, you can't. We have lists to get here. My here. half one is <sighs> Catch Me If You Can. 
catch me is that I love what, that movie. what's the because Christmas Because the part saddest <laughs> part well the whole movie is filled with crime because he's a con person running away from I know Tom the crime Hanks, part. I asked but the, the saddest part. part in the movie is uh Frank Abigail calls Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is alone on in an Christmas. office and he calls him on Christmas alone kind Carl of bragging. Handratty? I just want to say that. Is, is that Carl it? Carl Handratty? I love it. And yeah. they they don't have anyone else to talk to even though they're on the run and the chase of their lives together and it kind of shows the strength of their connection and how empty they are without each other and without their things. So that's that's uh, I wanted to say that whoever said Gremlins is dub. Well, that's like you know that's like saying you know uh, you could do Forrest Gump because you know they pay the prostitutes for Lieutenant Dan in it. But you know that's <laughs> all right. I want to change mine to Forrest Gump because of the Lieutenant Dan gets magic legs with a prostitute. Good. All right, go. <laughs> I don't know that that actually happens. I just I know. It's, okay. It's it's New Year's Eve. Okay, my oh, it is. Oh, it's you, <laughs> Good JJ. Point. Sorry. Good point. Holiday Love season. That. It's all. <laughs> You're totally right. Okay, so wait. So this is my last one. Uh, I'm going to just take an easy one. Oh, because yeah. I again, I have these stretches, but let's just take an easy one so that there's no question, and I'll just say bad Santa. Okay, that was my alt. So oh, okay, great. Okay, I'm cool. Glad so you bad said Santa it. is he you know, breaking into store? I don't. I don't think I actually saw that movie. He's a thief. I've never seen things. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So, Mandy, what's your last one? I just stole your all. Okay, what's Ma- your main? This is a stretch, but hear me out. I love it. Would you agree that, I mean, t- maybe not illegal, mm. but maybe perhaps more immoral, lying and deceiving people for personal gain? Depends what the gain is, but yes, go ahead. While you were sleeping. <laughs> I think... I think that's well. So if we were objective about that movie, and I'm a so crime glad of you the heart Sandra is Bullock what you're saying. A crime no, of the heart. No, it's actually fraud. It's fraud. It's, she gets it's free straight furniture. up fraud. Like oh. right? if if we were objective about romantic comedy, <laughs> there is a lot of crime that happens in the name of cute endings, and there that you go. particular catfish uh, Sandra Bullock movie could be looked at in a very negative way if you were objective about it. So I agree with you. However, it's a wonderful and adorable movie that, of course, doesn't resolve with any sort of true crime. But I love... love that movie. Hey, what is crime, crime JJ? Involved. And I love that Mandy always throws in a third act twist. So I love it. <laughs> I love it too. And I'm glad that we finally got a Sandra Bullock movie in for what we were oh, doing. Because Mandy's the That's in Mandy's awesome. contract. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, Tommy, you got a contract? Yeah, you, you, you didn't check the congeniality clause? <laughs> Very funny. Okay, so we have to pick a list topics for next week. And um, oh, they're right. doing Le Grand Illusion, a 1938 movie by Jean Renoir. Oh! During one World War I, two French soldiers are captured and imprisoned in a German POW camp. Several escape attempts follow until they are eventually set, sent to a seemingly inescapable fortress. So escape movies, right? I love Doesn't it. Doesn't that have to be? World War One would be a good topic. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, escape movies is dynamite. Um, also, wh- what prison, was their I'm what was their it. connection with each other? Uh, they're, they're two soldiers. French soldiers. They're both soldiers. Um, they're both French soldiers. Unlikely pair, but that's not an unlikely pair. Very likely pairs. That's a terrible. <laughs> Simpatico people. <laughs> no uh, escape movies. Um, prison. I guess prison and escape. Maybe those are the two. I things. put prison break. That's what I put in in the. In the okay, list here. you so did. That, okay, so that one works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hmm. Well, there, so here's. So there's. Do you want more detail of the storyline? Sure. During the First World War, two French officers are captured. Captain de Baudelieu is an aristocrat, while Lieutenant Marischal was a mechanic in civilian life. That's it. Life. Unlikely pair. 
I'm not joking. An I aristocrat and then an un- yeah, they have to team right. up together. I did it. Unlikely. How about couples? Oh, it's already been chosen. That's already been a list topic historically. Oh, hmm. darn you, Coda. How about Not we I say uh, class-based connections? Collaboration. No. Class-based. I... Class-based collab. <laughs> CBC. <laughs> Mandy's making a real happy face. She loves it. Yeah. Uh, so you like, don't have time to say the whole word collaboration, Tommy. You got somewhere to be. Collab. No, I have. I have Netflix is recording. Um, I just said <laughs> the one thing Netflix does not do. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Netflix is busy toasting. Um, so we need we one. That? We need differing one more? classes. Like, yeah, we need one more. But how do we say that class? Because class opposite cl- uh, differing class collaboration or opposite differing, class. I like differing class. Connection. That's fine. Okay. Um, and one more. Oh, boy. I'll keep going. We'll keep speaking with my French accent that makes yes. no sense. They meet other prisoners from various backgrounds, as Rosenthal, son of wealthy Jewish bankers. They are separated from Rosenthal before managing to escape. A few months later, they meet again in a fortress commanded by the aristocrat Van Raufenstein. <laughs> <laughs> was not French. De Baudelio strikes up a friendship with him, but Marischal and Rosenthal still want to escape. That's interesting. I actually think this yeah. is a really interesting story. Um, German jerks? Well, it could be something about Europe, right? Well, so it, World War... Um, uh, something about turncoats? Something about... Um, hmm, they meet again in a fortress. Oh, because they the made friends with oh, one of their jailers? Of course. I yes. kind of like turncoats or... Um, yeah, I like it. Pro- pro- protagonist turncoats. Ooh, sure, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and it's two big words. Yeah, I that's like right. putting big words together. Yeah, you do. My middle name is Prattle. Okay, uh, <laughs> you know we. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's our deal for today, for Saturday. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. I've really enjoyed talking with you about this stuff. Do you guys have any other entertainment, love, or news to spread along to the world? Mandy. Oh, <laughs> well, um, we talked about La Grande Illusion coming out. Right. We are planning to have a film board episode coming up here in the month of August, even though it's so confusing to figure out what movies are new, what movies are streaming, what movies are old, what happened at a festival. In next week, next week on Netflix, there's a new movie coming out called Project Power, which yes. is with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt which are two big names for a movie that's premiering on Netflix. And it's about uh, an idea that there is a pill that they can give people. And the pill gives you superpowers for like an hour or a short amount of time. Oh, we have that pill. It's called cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that not a pill? Is that what happens to you when that that happens? Oh, no. What have I been taking? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it looks interesting. And again, we're, you know, the film board is working to stretch a little bit with trying to figure out how to get new movies. But this is definitely a new movie and it didn't have a theatrical release. So we're going to do it next week. And so you can look for that in a couple weeks coming up in your stream. That's something to talk about coming up here. And during that time, we'll figure out which one of our amazing September movies that we talked about in this show. Could be a September release for the new mutants. Well. New oh, you mean the ones that we just talked about? This one, right? Yeah, That's right. yeah. I thought, I, new. Do you have word that New Mutants is actually going to come out? I don't believe they've filmed one second of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the longest, dumbest prank ever put on by movies. 
I want to see it so badly. And I, know I you just do. can't wait till it happens because I'm going to watch it. So yeah. if you want to vote in next week's list challenge, uh, you know, those the, the things that we just decided about Le Grand Illusion, it's simple. Just go ahead over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community and you can lend your vote to the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. How do you get access to the Show Talk channel, you ask? Well, all you have to do is head over to the patreon.com slash the next reel and become a supporter of the next reel family of podcasts. For okay, this is one of the levels. For five dollars a month, you can become what we call a concessionaire supporter. And you get access to show live streams as we record, which we actually do on YouTube, so you can see our ugly mugs as well. And uh, early access to all of our shows in your very own personal podcast feed as well. Also, we have access to our super secret member channels Ooh. in the Next Real Discord, which people wouldn't know about unless they were a patron in the first place. Ooh. And uh, don't forget merch. We have merch too. Uh, visit thenextreel.com slash merch to check out the, our Tee Public store. I'm actually wearing my Next Real Tee Public shirt right now. They're and can I say cool. it looks dynamite. Thank you. Uh, I assume you cut it right below the chest so it's a midriff reveal. Of course. <laughs> and, I, I, yeah. I'm just going to stay there with right. frame up yep. my camera. It's so weird that, that, the, that the midriff you left the bottom and got rid of the whole top. That's just <laughs> not how it's usually... We are also selling masks there, and we have ones because of our Marvel Movie Minute. We have uh, non-medical grade face masks available there that show uh, Kyle and Rob from the Marvel Movie Minute show on them, and they are super fun. With every purchase of your uh, next real face mask, T Public will donate one medical grade face mask to a frontline healthcare worker throughout through a direct relief that program. Thanks for supporting us, and mighty thanks for supporting our doctors and nurses and. Everybody out there, Mandy, Tommy, have a great Saturday. Thank we'll you, friend. See you again soon. Yay, let's do it again soon. Goodbye forever. Trailers. Trailers. <laughs> <laughs> ending. Yeah, just scream ending. That's how we know. <laughs> that's how we know to stop recording. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.